Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, which shares stories of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and ways to know intuition for higher awareness and consciousness. Today I am delighted to welcome Swami Saradananda, author of The Cleansing Power of Yoga, which explains how removing stuck energy, which we all have at times, can have not just far-reaching physical benefits, but also emotional and spiritual ones, including increased clarity, vitality, and focus to a more interconnected relationship with the people and world around you. Hello, Swami Saradananda, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Hello, Cheryl. Yeah, I'm very happy to be speaking with you. Oh, delightful. Swami, as Mm -hmm. listeners of Healing from Within are so well aware, my guests and I share intimate experiences and insights into enlarging our understanding of both our physical and our energetic life force so we may begin to create lives of balance, health, prosperity, improve ourselves and the human world condition. In today's episode of Healing from Within, we will have a discussion on the importance of yoga and meditation while realizing our soul needs to refine our physical and energetic life. And we'll discover yoga poses, visualization, mudras, meditations, and other specific cleansing exercises explained step by step in this very detailed book which may enhance each of your five senses and mind. I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and try to remember a person, place, event that may have shown them or others around them the possible pathway or lifestyle they might live as an adult. For within the child is the wisdom of their life experience to come. And if we pay attention, much becomes clear to us. So think back for a minute and see what comes to mind. Uh Um, Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that I was quite ill as a child. Um, I had polio when I was about four years old, and I was completely paralyzed by it. And the doctors told my parents that I would never be able to walk. However, when I tell it to people who know me, no one believes it because, you know, I can walk, I can run, I can do um, very complicated yoga poses. And my mother used to say the reason I could walk was that I was too young to understand the doctors. <laughs> so I, did. I love that <laughs> because you knew mm-hmm. the possibilities uh-huh. were endless for you to be happy. And listening to people right. changing your thought was not viable uh-huh. that's great that's wonderful yeah well when people tell you you can't do something you know if you believe them then you can't do it but if you just keep trying a lot of times you can do things that people think are impossible absolutely thank mm-hmm. you for that insight yeah. and a, and that wonderful mm-hmm. story yeah you offer well before we get there Tell us something of your extensive training and mentors and your time in the Himalayas, which must have been very invigorating Mm -hmm. and special. You've Mm -hmm. had a very interesting life. 
Yes. <laughs> um, well, I first met my teacher, um, Swami Vishnu Devananda, who is the founder of the Shivananda Yoga Centers. I met him, I think it was in 1967 or uh, 69. But um, I started practicing yoga in 67 with, when I was living in Florida. And I was just looking for some kind of exercise to do. You know, and I was looking in the newspaper and I saw a class, a yoga class. I had no idea what it was. And I just thought, okay, I'll try it. And I really enjoyed it. And then when I moved, um, I moved back to New York because I'm from New York originally. And that's when I met my teacher and I started studying with him. And first I was doing just the physical exercises. But then I got more and more interested in the um, in the meditation and the philosophy. So I actually studied with my teacher for about 20 years until he died in 1993. And, um, you know, I've just been practicing and studying and teaching um, for many years now. Well, Swami, you know, so, my, my first book was Life is no coincidence the life and afterlife connection uh -huh. and you know you uh -huh. as i surely believe uh that everyone comes into our life at the right time and in the right way mm -hmm. for us to explore our spiritual gifts and i i think that's wonderful mm -hmm. yeah so you started you made a choice you mm -hmm. said you said yes to try something that maybe was not so familiar to you and i'm the same way mm -hmm. i grew up in new york uh -huh. also and it was not in my uh, lifestyle or in my uh, family training uh, to mm -hmm. go this route of holistic healing and um, meditation and prayer and yoga and and to find the deep spiritual connection to the universe that I have been very grateful to find these last mm -hmm. 25 years. So, yeah, when we're due to mm -hmm. find it, if it's in our path, we certainly will have the help we need. I, I believe that. Mm -hmm. Now, you offer a mm -hmm. specific way to utilize this book, this wonderful book. So can you mm -hmm. tell us about that? Um, well, the book is designed so that you can look at any uh, spread, you know, two pages next to each other, and it's like a complete lesson in itself. So you can read a chapter. Each chapter is designed to work with one of the five senses. But even within each chapter, you can just do the practice on one page. And it's, it's sort of incomplete in itself. You know, uh, chapter so, one to six focuses on ways to, to cleanse the five senses. And the five senses are connected to chakras, which relate to different aspects of our development, both spiritual, mm -hmm. spiritually and physically. But, uh, you know, I, I find sometimes uh, with a book like yours, most books that are spiritual, you can just open it, just let it fall open to mm -hmm. a page, and, and it will, that day, give you some insight into what you may be experiencing and need help with. Of course, it's also very great mm -hmm. and wonderful to ask for help before you do that, <laughs> before, you know, mm -hmm. thinking about what you might be um, needing help with. But your book mm -hmm. does, does uh, lend the way to have that, that approach, so I think that's, mm -hmm. that's excellent. Now, you begin right. to describe Ayurvedic constitutions which are necessary for understanding balance and physical health. So you're really combining a great deal of information about yoga, 
and Ayurvedic mm-hmm. const- healing methods. And, and, and I love mm-hmm. that they're brought together because once you start on a path, you're going to just continue mm-hmm. to have different teachers and learn different, and they're all adding to the complexity of the knowledge and the wisdom uh, that we're ready mm-hmm. to absorb at any given time. So tell us something about mm-hmm. that. Well, I think the focus of the book is what you can do for yourself. You know, a lot of people are used to going to a doctor or having someone give them a treatment, but there's so much that you can do for yourself, and that's really um, what yoga is. It's a kind of um, self-healing. And a self-development process, yeah, mm -hmm. to feel feel their body and start to understand the energies Mm -hmm. within and around us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you have to keep your body healthy and strong. You know, we say the body is a vehicle for the soul. And if the vehicle breaks down, you don't get where you're going. So that was the idea of the book, is to start with the physical body, you know, and to keep the physical body, you know, fit and strong, and then to also start going more deeply, you know, into the meditation and different inner practices. Yeah. So I've got both, I have both in there. You have so much information. Uh, You mm -hmm. talk about Ayurveda as a medical system and treatments are offered by doctors and massage by therapists. Mm -hmm. And and then you talk about um, the three constitutions known as dashas. Can you tell us something about that? Doshas, yeah. Doshas. um, Yeah. So they go on the theory that there are three three constitutions that everyone has. You know, they divide people into more um, fiery type of people mm-hmm. or more grounded, we call kapha kind of people, or people who are more airy, you know, um, vata people. And most people are a combination of those. So, um, you know, not the, the same practice doesn't always work for everyone. No. You know, sometimes, no. you know, if you're a very airy person, maybe you need more grounding Whereas if you're a very grounded person, you know, like you you have heavier bones and heavier structure, you might tend to get stuck sometimes. So then you need more things that will help to lift you. So um, I've included all, you know, practices for all different types of people. Yes, you have. Or, you know, some... Yeah, sometimes you could do the same exercise, but you just do it in a slightly different way. Or you focus on one thing more than the other. Now, that's an important word. Focus, Mm -hmm. intention, thoughts creating our life. There's Mm -hmm. there's really so much to know. But it has to begin Mm -hmm. with becoming aware of some of the patterns that we may have developed in our childhood well, maybe even before mm-hmm. this life. And then uh, working with teachers or mentors, people who have great experience in understanding energy and the physical and emotional and spiritual aspects. And there are other systems mm-hmm. also that do this. Uh, the five elements, I've, I've done shows on that, and psychology uh, body types. There are seven mm-hmm. body types, and people who will be are considered in one body type, will behave in a certain way, have certain personality traits, and relate better mm-hmm. to certain activities and perhaps other people. And just becoming aware of who we 
each are individually and not having to meet other people's expectations, but to gather our mm-hmm. own connection is a very important part of being healthy. Now, you offer ways to integrate cleansing into our life uh, by setting up a cleansing intention known as a sankalpa. Uh-huh. Tell, tell us um, a little sample of what a sankalpa is. Well, um, it might be that you want to do something, but part of your mind says, no, I can't do it. So you, you actually, before you go to do it, you might just visualize yourself doing it. Mm. And you actually see yourself doing it, and then it becomes easier to do because um, you've already seen yourself do it. You know, like like things like um, in yoga, we have different uh, positions, like the headstand. A lot of people think, oh, I could never do that. So I always tell people before you even try to do it, just sit for a moment or lie down, it doesn't matter, but just visualize yourself in the perfect headstand. And then just say to yourself, okay, I've already done it, let me do it again. (laughs) And then you just get up and you do it. And it's amazing what you can do when you've already seen yourself do it. That's very interesting because years ago mm-hmm. when I started this work, I was told by an intuitive that I had to begin yoga. And I needed to do mm-hmm. it to quiet my energy in my mind and to start to feel, uh, you know, the different states of energy. And one day the teacher, she asked me to join a group of four other people to be videotaped. And I said to myself, <laughs> I said, well, I don't, uh, you know, know if I am really up and and uh, proficient enough to do this. And I did exactly that while I was doing whatever I had to do with the group. I saw myself moving through the exercises, and I actually saw mm-hmm. I actually saw myself in a different body. I'm small and kind of um, <laughs> how can I say, <laughs> you know, solid. And I saw myself okay. as a taller Saturn person with long limbs moving very effectively. So maybe in another lifetime, that's mm-hmm. what I was. But it was wonderful anyhow, and I did the best job I could. And I didn't say mm-hmm. no. I tried it, right? And that's mm-hmm. part of success, just doing the best you can and giving it a shot. Now, you talk about cleansing throughout the day, and you mention a lot of very important things that we should start to think about and do on a regular basis, like cleaning your desk mm-hmm. or kitchen and workspace before leaving it because you're uncluttering your physical being and your mind by taking care mm-hmm. of something that needs to be done right away. What are some of the other things you suggest for cleansing throughout the day? Well, um, I think in the morning everyone should do neti. Neti is the nasal cleansing, mm-hmm. and it takes about, I would say, two or three minutes to do. So I don't think anyone can say they don't have time. And I think everyone who lives in a modern city with the air is so polluted, Yeah, you know, I think everyone should do it. So I have what's called a neti pot, which you can now buy in every health food store and, um, you know, a lot of drugstores sell it. And you just put in, um, like, lukewarm water and some sea salt. 
and you cleanse the nasal passages. And then, you know, I brush my teeth and, you know, I clean my mouth, I clean my throat, and then um, I do what's called skin brushing, where you actually um, brush away the dead skin and improve your circulation because you've been lying in bed, you know, all mm. night. And, you know, then you're going to maybe a job where you're, you're sitting in one place all day. So you need to keep your circulation going. So I think those two things are very important for modern people. Yes, absolutely. Also, you also mentioned mm-hmm. try not to gossip or spread negative opinions and judgment. Aside from the physical, mm-hmm. we need to improve our mind, our thinking, or speech mm-hmm. to be kinder and more in balance and delicate with our emotions. I like that very mm-hmm. much. We have to be aware of mm-hmm. emotions and not sweep things under the carpet uh, to fester. Mm-hmm. Now you describe right. also, aside from the neti pop, which is excellent, especially in, now in the winter. You know when mm-hmm. we're in so much and there's steam heat and. You know, you go from the hot to the cold, so it's it's an excellent idea to get in the habit of doing that. You describe how mm-hmm. exercising the eyes helps to clear away the negative effects of daily stress, strain, and environmental toxins, such as intense artificial lights. Uh, can you share mm-hmm. one of these exercises with us? You, you give wonderful, uh, you know, pictures and descriptions, and uh-huh. it's easy to do. Even if you don't do uh-huh. all of them, if you get in the habit of doing one each day and a different one another day, you know, mm-hmm. it will be wonderful. Right. So mm-hmm. pick one that you like yeah, and but, tell us. Well, you know, most people work at computers nowadays, so they're staring at a computer screen all day, and the eyes start to get very tense. Just like the muscles get tense when you sit in one position, the eyes get very tense. So... You can do an exercise where you just hold up the thumb of one hand, like you straighten your elbow and hold the thumb like straight in front of your face, and you open your eyes really, really wide, and you feel as though you're actually popping your eyes out of your head, and you keep pushing them out, and then you slowly move the the thumb towards, like, say you're holding your right hand up, you would move it very, very slowly to the right side. Without moving your head, you would keep staring at your thumbnail. And you just move the thumb as far to the right as you can see it, and then very, very slowly you move back. And then, of course, you do it on the the left side. And you can do all different shapes so that the eyes get exercised and, and keep moving because it's just like any part of your body. It absolutely. needs to keep moving. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it tightens up. Mm, absolutely. Sure. You also give some practice tips to remove glasses or contact lenses and mm-hmm. perform perform all the movements slowly and gently, trying to move just your eyes, not your head. And you mm-hmm. suggest if your eyes start to water, which most people get afraid of if that happens, it's actually showing right. that you're having a successful cleanse. So for our listeners, I right. just wanted to put mm-hmm. that in. Now let's go on to in these very challenging modern times with communications issues complicated by social media and lack of purity of speech. You suggest ways to improve the co- 
quality of our spoken word, and you also um, suggest voluntary silence periods. Can you mm -hmm. tell us something about that? It's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is actually one of the most important, you know, in ancient times, this was one of the most important practices. It's called bauna. Um And they say that when you're constantly, your mind is constantly going out. You're draining your energy. So spend some time every day where you, you just sit in silence. Or you can do something very simple. You know, like um, say you're just chopping some vegetables and you don't really have to think about it. Mm. You know, and you just keep silence. Or maybe when you're walking. You know, a lot of people walk on the street and they're on their phones the whole time walking down the street. You know, so the mind is constantly going out. And when the mind is always going out, you you don't get to see what's inside. And often when you become silent, like you don't let the um, the senses go out, but you focus inward, there's no noise. It's like there's no noise outside. So you realize how much noise is going on inside. Mm. You know, the, you notice how much chatter is going on in the mind. So, um, and you, you know, will, start by physical you, silence, and then you work on the mental silence. Okay. And it seems uh -huh. important or advantageous to simplify our lives and make space for happiness. And in our busy uh -huh. world, uh, many people are not doing that, and that's why there's so much maybe health issues and mental health issues and mm -hmm. all, all right. the other social problems that we're having all over the mm -hmm. world. You're in England and I'm in the United States and I know you're seeing a big shift in the behavior in people and how do mm -hmm. we get back? I mean, you have a quote in the book that I like very much by the Buddha that says, we are shaped by our thoughts, we become what we think when the mind mm -hmm. is pure Joy follows like a shadow that never leaves. So what can you suggest people start to do in these troubling, changing times? Oh, yeah, I think if, you know, there are a lot, like some, there's some very negative people in the world. Yes. And, you know, there are also some very positive people in the world. So if a few, most people aren't really negative or really positive, but they just sort of go with the flow. Mm. So why let the negative people, you know, sort of lead in that direction? Why don't the positive people have the um, the strength of mind to realize that they can also be leaders? You know, just by being peaceful within themselves, they can affect so many people. You know, um well, I you know what so. it is. You know what it is mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most people confuse the brain and the mind. The brain, of course, is our physical oh. body, our ego-based working mind, and the mind is more subtle, existing in what yogis mm -hmm. refer to as the astral or energy body. I think when people right. start to understand, they're more than their physical body there's so much more mm -hmm. than if they they right away open up to the possibilities of 
how they want to conduct their day, how they want to conduct how they speak to their children or the people they work mm-hmm. with or their family mem- members. But it is an opening up of awareness, and it must start somewhere. So you're right. As mm-hmm. you and I are sharing this now with listeners, and we are hoping mm-hmm. that the peace and calm that comes from within us is going through and changing the vibration of those listening because we cannot do more if we don't allow ourselves to open up to the possibilities of creation. Mm-hmm. We're always creating with our thoughts, our words, and our mm-hmm. actions. So I, I think what you just said is entirely true. When the mind becomes more firm and strong as we engage in purifying practices, we might mm-hmm. have more self-control and be less distracted by the sensory world, Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely agree with that. All right. Um, what would you like readers, after reading The Cleansing Power of Yoga, to take away? There's so much to take away from the book. Practical ideas and, and ideas to, to raise our level of thinking. Uh, what would you like to say to listeners? Um, well, I would like to say that You know, accept the fact that you're responsible for your own health and don't expect like someone else to, um, to heal you or even to tell you what to do. You know, sometimes when I teach yoga classes, a student will say something like, oh, my doctor won't let me do that. And I never let them get away with that. (laughs) You know, I, I, I always say to them, you know, your doctor is only a consultant. Right. You know, of course, you should discuss it with him, listen to what he has to say. And make your then, judgment. And make your choice. Right. Yeah, right, you, you right. know yourself so, best. We all know ourselves mm-hmm. best. Right, right. Yeah. So if a person says to me, um, my doctor suggests that I don't do that, so I would rather not do it. Well, that's fine. Because then you're taking responsibility for your own health. Mm-hmm. But why give away your power to other people? Thank you for saying that, your personal power, Uh because I do Uh Reiki healing sessions, and when a person Uh comes to me, they fill out a form, and on the back, Uh there's a disclaimer that says, um, how does it say it? Uh, What it says is, you can't expect anyone to make the choice for you. We said, as healers, we set up an environment for people, mm-hmm. but people ultimately make the choice, and mm-hmm. uh, it's like you can't be given a pill or surgery if you're not going to change your heart and mind and lifestyle. Then it's not going to be successful. So that's what the discla- mm-hmm. the disclaimer basically says: that I am here to set up an environment, but I cannot make the change that they personally must do they have the personal power to do that exactly what you were just saying so i want Uh to thank you swami sarandananda for writing a most comprehensive book of practical exercises with excellent beautiful pictures and a clear understanding of energy healing ayurvedic medicine yoga and the ways to know our astral body and how to protect and enhance our national natural energy systems for a healthy physical life experience to read more and to purchase this book go to 
yogamentor.yoga or amazon.com. In summarizing this episode of Healing from Within, we have explored the world of energy or prana, which surrounds and energizes the physical body and which animates our physical life though it is not a physical energy nor made up of physical elements. Prana flows through the subtle channel known as nadis and is referred to as meridians in acupuncture and make up the subtle wiring system of our astral body. Any major place where major nadis cross is referred to as a chakra. And we have spoken about this earlier in the show. Swami writes... Acting as the interface between your physical body and its etheric double, the pranamaya kasha chakras can be thought of as multidimensional balls of radiant energy. As each chakra vibrates at a different rate, its cleansing takes a different form. Much like our reaction to the exercises you will do in this book, it's individualized and everyone is different. Our body and life force is interconnected to energy and to each other, and learning about healing techniques is the key to knowing oneself in our miraculous and eternal form. Swami and I would have you care for yourself, body, mind, and spirit, and learn to love yourself and love life, moving through challenges and concerns by nourishing the body and mind and finding peace, calmness, and love which is indeed your birthright as a soul. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to learn about the wondrous world of physical and energetic life and ways to enhance your thinking, your being, and health as you explore life and gain tools to live better. Shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you.